You know how last week we were like, oh no, Zoe caught COVID. Yeah, but it wasn't actually COVID. It was just a shitty respiratory infection. Yeah, Savannah told me that there's a upper respiratory infection thingamajigger going around. So that's probably what you caught. Woo! It sucked. You know what I probably didn't catch? A respiratory infection? <laughs> no, you want to know what I probably caught? <laughs> COVID. Oh, I love it here. So um, a particular somebody <laughs> that I hung out with um, Saturday and Sunday um, tested positive for COVID today. Ouchies. Bless so them. So I might um, have COVID because I was at work. I've been wearing my N95 mask when I go to work because I'm just like, I have a trip. to. I'm going to Austin, Texas, and I want to fuck this up. So I've been wearing my mask yeah. at work. Um, yeah, and that kind of backfired. Well, it worked out because, like, I was sick. I might be sick with COVID, and I was at work, so I was wearing my mask the whole entire time I was at work. Yeah. Um, and then she texted me and was like, uh, I'm going to take that other test that you got me and use it. And I'm like, uh Poor, for why? Oh no! K. And she's like, I don't feel good. I so feel like she, butts. Yep. She took it and then immediately texted me and was like, "How many lines are I supposed to be if I'm positive?" And I'm like, two. She's like, it turned red immediately, and I was like, "Fuck!" So I had to leave work. Wee! That's I so had, fun. Yeah, I had to leave work, so I had a, like a splitting headache. I had a weird, funky headache, and I kept getting sharp pains in my ears, which is signs of you have something. And then my stomach has been all groggly, and I'm like. This sucks. That's weird. Yeah, I tested negative, but I threw on N95 and then a mask over it, and then I went out to the store um, to get some stuff just in case, just in case I become full blown tomorrow. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. We shall I'm, see. I'm hoping that you wake up and everything's fine, but I don't think that that's how it's going to go. So. No, because I could feel that head pain coming back as we as we talk. So. <laughs> We <laughs> probably by the time this comes out, I'm gonna be so fucking sick. So I have to be better by Wednesday, or I can't fly to Austin next Wednesday. Yeah. Okay, I was about to say because otherwise, uh, that doesn't make sense because today's Wednesday. Is today Wednesday? Today's Wednesday. They were recording. Today's Wednesday. Correct. So okay, cool. I have, yeah. So I have to be. I'm praying that the booster and the fact that I was sick over Christmas pulls through for me, and this doesn't Woo. last that long. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. I believe in you. Oh, mercy me. Well, um, we'll see. I have been, you know, not sick now. I'm better <laughs> now, which is great. Um, in that time, I have a, a friend of mine that's moving, and I have been assisting them in putting their new house together and, like, moving stuff from their old house to their new house. And who, buddy boy, I hate moving moving's more than anything dick. else in the entire world. Oh, my God, I hate it. So. Okay. Not fun, but tell me you know, could be worse. Tell, could be worse. Tell me, it, it, yeah, you could be moving somebody else. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. No, uh, you, you could be moving yourself, actually. Yeah, that's worse than that somebody else. Way worse. Um, but bless the bless these individuals. Um, the the girl, the the wife. She yesterday. Um, she's got kids. Poor soul. Um, and yeah, I, t I told that to her husband yesterday. I was like, I, I want to apologize to you um, <laughs> because you have three crotch goblins. And he just uh, died laughing. Uh, very funny. But um, you, have, you have three pet sperms. Go ahead. Ew. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Gross. Uh, I'm uncomfortable. Good. But no, uh, 
I don't know what made me think of this, but this this poor friend of mine, uh, the wife, was pulling stuff out of her kid's closet. Like they have a, a this is a big ass closet, so they had like a bookshelf in there. Um, and she was pulling books off the bookshelf and like other stuff and everything was cool. And I was just like joking around with her husband talking about skinwalkers. And then he walked off to go do something. And I turn around and like in slow motion, I see a Christmas tree that is stored in the top of the closet fall, just like slow motion fall. And I was like, move your foot. And by that time it hit her toes. And we're pretty sure she has broken three of her toes. So that's cool. Oh. Yeah. So sorry, buddy. That sucks. Damn. That's real bad. You should have should have moved your foot. Yeah. It was, it was a bad time. <laughs> that was, it was a real bad mean. time. Yes. Um, but also thinking in that same vein, have I ever told you about the time that I thought I broke my back when I was like 10? What the fuck? No. <laughs> okay. So this actually came up in conversation with some different friends the other day. Um, because we were talking about, you know, how like sometimes when you're kids and like you're involved in some sort of something, they're like, we're going to teach you about how emergency services work. So you have like somebody's dad is an EMS person or some shit. So like they bring like one of the ambulances and they're like, here, we're going to choose one of the children to put in like a neck collar and put in the thing. Oh God. That was me when I was a kid. Uh, Ah. Yeah. Fun fact. It was super fun. They let me keep my neck collar. Um, (laughs) <laughs> okay <laughs> they did not let me keep my neck collar when i almost broke my back though um so well, you already had a neck collar so i know right <laughs> i was like it's fine i have one at home so my brother who's five years older than me um is kind of kind of a dick uh kind which kind all, of yeah all older siblings are but like he's more so so <laughs> everything was everything was cool uh he and like a neighborhood kid were they my mom has this creek on her property, so my brother had built creek. a bike ramp over one side of the creek. Your brother's also an idiot. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, and my little ass, I was 10, he was like 15. Uh, my stupid ass was like, I'm going to do what the big kids are doing. So I took the training wheels off my bike <gasps> and, yeah, uh, and was like, I'm going to go over that and I'm going to be so cool. Well, I went over it and I made it across. Everything was cool. Everything was good uh, until it wasn't Um, (laughs) (laughs) because in the air, this thing happened where I didn't know what the hell I was doing. So my front bike tire went down too far and the back bike tire went up too far. So I hit on the front. So I went over the handlebars. The back of the bike, like the back tire hit me in the back, in the back of the head. (sighs) I flipped completely over and just landed full force on my back. With the bike, like, on top of me. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. You landed on your back? Yeah, because I went, like, the tire hit me in the back of the head, and then, like, I did a flip and landed on the top of my back. (laughs) The bike was like, I'm getting you on the way down, ho. Oh, my God. So that was fun. Um, And my brother immediately was like, oh, fuck, I've killed my sister. I think he (laughs) said that out loud. (laughs) He said that out loud. And, like, I couldn't breathe because I knocked the wind out of myself, right? Uh. So, like, I was freaking out because nothing like that had ever happened to me before. And I was like, oh, no, I think I'm dying. This is what death feels like. Oh, God. Because I was (laughs) 10. I didn't know what the fuck was happening. So my brother's like, uh, neighborhood kid, go get my mom because she's a nurse. 
So mom comes out. I'm laying on the ground. I'm like shallow gasping because, you know, I still haven't figured out how the fuck to breathe. Right. (laughs) And she's like, okay, where does it hurt? And I was like, my head hurts. My back hurts real bad. And she was like, okay, does your back hurt because you landed on it? What happened? And I was like, I don't know. So she's like, well, do you think you can get up? I was like, no, no, absolutely not. She was like, can you move your feet? And I was like, I don't think so. I could. I was just panicked, right? Okay, okay. Yeah. I was like, Everything oh my was fine. God. I was just, oh God, couldn't, I could not calm down. I was freaking out. So she calls an ambulance because they couldn't pick me up. And she was afraid that I actually had broken my back, just how I landed. So the, the sweet little boys from the EMS show up. And they put me on a backboard and lift me up and put me in the little car um, or the the ambulance. And they're asking me all these questions. (laughs) In the little car. (laughs) In the little car thingy, the wee-woo bus. I was thinking like a a little car, like a little clown car. I'm like, what the fuck, Zoe? (laughs) No, they put me in the tiny Volkswagen. And (laughs) so, God, so we're on the way to the hospital, right? Um, They put the sirens on and everything. I was like, ooh, that's cool. Ooh, fancy. Uh, I think the sirens cost extra. This is America. Um, (laughs) But, oh, man, like, we're on the way, and he's talking to me, and I'd calmed down enough to where I could sort of kind of talk, but I was still freaked out. And he was asking me all these questions, and, like, I answered every question except what my social security number is, and he was so impressed. Uh, They get me to the hospital. They roll me in, and they're like, all right, we're going to have to take a uh, x-ray of your back to make sure you didn't break anything. And I was like, oh, God. Wait. Yeah. Where was your mom? Did you just get on this bus by yourself? Yes. She drove separately (gasps) because she had to drive my my brother. Oh, okay. All right. That makes sense. But God, that's terrifying being 10 on an ambulance by yourself yep. with your back potentially broken. Oh yep. my God. That was super scary. It was so bad. That's probably why I didn't think about it too much. Uh, I told <laughs> you, like, we were talking about stories before this and I was like, I don't think I have any stories from when I was a kid. Obviously I do. They were just traumatic. Uh, so, Give me. Ugh. Give me. <laughs> There's a lot of them. So everything is content. <laughs> <laughs> Capitalize <laughs> from your trauma. <laughs> <laughs> Please give us money so I can afford therapy. <laughs> Killed her. Oh no. God damn it. That was so funny. You almost got me. Alright, sorry, go ahead. Oh, you almost died. I'm so sorry. Alright, so um they get me to like like in the room. I think my mom's there at that point. I can't really remember past the ambulance ride, but like I think my mom's there in the little room with me and then they take me back and they're like, we're going to have to give you an x-ray to make sure you didn't snap your spine in half. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Awesome. Exciting. So I go and get the little back x-ray and they have me like move around so they can get the plate under me. And I was like, "I this fucking hurts. Oh, man. No, this sucks. So right. then I was convinced. I was like, I have broken my spine. That's what's happened. That's why it hurts so bad. No, it was just muscular. But... That was fun. Uh, everything turned out okay. I got to go home after a couple hours, but that was uh, that was the time I almost broke my back. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I think my mom, like, I'm pretty sure she said something sassy to my brother about how, I mean, it would make sense for Michael, which is my dad. Uh, it would make sense for one of Michael's kids to break their back when they were his age, because my dad did break his back at 10. <laughs> so, so she was like, this is not a fun irony. This is bullshit. That son of a bitch, he left me with these two fuckers and now one of them broke his back. Uh, Yeah. So that's fun. That's my broken backstory. Wow. 
Yeah, it was pretty scary. You also called the x-ray the little x-ray machine, so like... Yeah, little <laughs> x-ray machine. Just, yeah, is everything just a, little, just a little? It's just a little? Yeah, it's just the little stuff. Like the little wee-woo bus and the little <laughs> uh, big loud machine. Although that's my, the MRI. <laughs> my, my grandmother on my mom's side calls everything nice she's like it's just a nice dinner or she's like that's just it's just a nice little package of hot dogs and just a nice little kit like just everything is nice to her and i like, finally called her out on it like why the fuck you call it everything nice she's just like i don't know i was doing that <laughs> i don't know i just say that why are you why are you pointing it out it makes it weird now it's awkward now we've, it's like you break the fourth wall barrier when you like someone points out something you didn't realize you were doing yes jazz hands ah Alex has Alex has really bad jazz hands. I was like, you know, you really, really, really gesticulate a lot when you talk. He was like, no, I had no idea. And then he started gesticulating when he talked, and he literally, he was like, I'm gonna put these away, and then took them underneath <laughs> his armpits. And I was like, I'm sorry. You and made him so uncomfortable. That poor boy. Bless it. It's all right. But you want to know? Yeah, I do. <laughs> are, I do. Just, why? Do, they're just getting weirder and weirder every yeah. single time. That's the point. You, you want to know what I'm also not going to stop, but also put underneath my armpits? <laughs> <laughs> what? What are you going to put underneath your armpits? <laughs> Spooky stories. Woo! I blame it on the potential that I might have COVID. I think you probably have COVID. I've been, like, stupid for, like, the past... More stupid than usual. Like, today, yesterday. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, no, my beer fizzed. You have a beer and I don't? Yep. Sucks to be you. I have a beer. It's just in the fridge. Can I go get it? Can I drink? Can I drink right now? I feel like I should drink. Wait, wait, no, no. Don't give me a look. Don't give me a look. Okay. I don't know about it. <laughs> I should drink now before I really get sick. You know, like you like you know, it's like like get it over. Like like I know I'm about to fuck up later, so I should just. I mean, it's up to you. I believe in you. I'm gonna Either don't. way, that's true. You make your own choices. <laughs> I really want. It's okay. like a a Cayman Jack margarita thing. I okay, do it. They're so they're so good. Okay, go get it. I will, and then I'm gonna fucking regret this later. There's That's so fine. many people probably screaming right now. Like, why are you going to fucking drink when you probably have COVID? Because I'm an adult that lives alone. Because <laughs> I'm sad. <laughs> I got the Rona. <laughs> <laughs> well, that looks tiny and cute. What did you just say to me, bitch? I said your drink looks tiny and cute. You're tiny and cute. Aw, <laughs> oh, thanks. It's sweet. <laughs> this is I... cold. What? Go ahead. What's yours? Mine is Cayman Jack Margarita, and it is so fucking good. Um... 5.8% alcohol? Yummy. Mine is a, a Yeehaw beer. <laughs> <laughs> is that from Is that from the Red Silo? I don't know. Actually, I don't, maybe? No, no. No, Yeehaw is the company. Oh, okay. But it's called so Yeehaw was... 80, and it's a Scottish ale. Scottish style okay. ale. It's a southern beer, but... Okay, I thought it was... Um, well, I saw the Silo on it, so I was like, is that Red Silo from Cookville? I mean, that's a fair question, but no. Word. I do need to go there again. Their beer's really good. Uh, the panty dropper. Get it. You tell me that every time and it makes me uncomfortable. Don't. I know that's the I, name, I, but. Right. I didn't fucking come up with the name. Look at the silhouette of the fucking handle thing the when lady. you go in. 
it's a lady dropping her panties and I have to stare at it for like fucking five minutes trying to figure out what the fuck is it a boot what is what is that is it a boot no it's a lady taking her undies off <laughs> that's so stupid okay um anyways heads or tails uh tails we're gonna do booty ass in commemoration of the pantyless lady you good <laughs> Yeah, I also just realized that the the poor little lady friend also lost her taste from COVID. <gasps> Ripperino. Yeah, she was just like, I can't taste my coffee. And I went, I am so sorry. Oh, my fucking God. Dude, the last time I was sick, coffee, like, they put me on hella strong antibiotics. And coffee tasted like dog shit for, like, a <laughs> solid week. Like, the whole time I was on antibiotics, it tasted so fucking bad. That is the worst thing I've ever heard in my entire oh, life. Oh, it was also- so awful. Also, I landed on Tails Hugo first. Woo! It was awful. Right. It was a bad time. Yeah. When your coffee tastes like dog shit or nothing, you should just cry a little bit. I did. <laughs> okay. So um, if you want to keep supporting putting spooky stories in our armpits, be sure to head on over. <laughs> Ow! I just hit myself with a boob. Um, <laughs> be sure to head on over to Patreon at patreon.com slash haunt her. I barely know her. We have two tiers. Two. As, as I pick two my nose. Two of them. Um, dos. Un, un, un is one, duh is two in French. All right. Um, investigator tier, $5. Medium tier, $7. $7 tiers, you get everything that the $5 tier does, but you get bonus episodes. Um, Zoe is going to make uh, goo into the shape of, of, a, <laughs> of a penis. I actually did that earlier. Yeah, I'm playing know. with you, like the, the and you pre- Elmer's slime. And you presented it to me, yes. And then you also get a sticker in the mail. Woo! <laughs> I mean, you keep, playing with, you, you keep playing the slime. So oh, he's got slime, and I have my crochet project, so here we are. Yeah. We're two old grandmas today, or at least I am. All right, tell me, Zoe Canole's hen. Um, okay, first off, I need you to open my notes, but don't I say don't anything go. yet. You're going to see a picture. Don't say a fucking word. Don't say a fucking word. Okay. Can I just say I hate it? Yes, that's exactly I hate it. Okay, what All the right. fuck is going on? So this week, I am talking about, like, we're doing haunted objects this time. And I'm right. talking about the picture called, or the painting, excuse me, called The Hands Resist Him is the title of the painting. And this painting is wild. So it was created it's by an art. Go ahead. I'm sorry. It just gave me cold chills. It's fucking creepy. It's supposed to be. I, I love it. A- and I want can it. We- why the fuck one. are you, why are you fucking like this? I don't know. But I showed it to my husband, who's an artist. And I went, can you make me this? Something similar to this. And he went, yeah, I can fucking do that. I was like, Sold gimme i want to hang but it in like, my house <laughs> but like why because it's creepy are you going to describe it to the listeners yes okay all right cool. yes so okay. this painting was created by an artist named bill stoneham which i also like his name <laughs> uh it was painted in 1972 uh the painting itself is a 36 inch by 24 inch oil on canvas and this painting depicts a young boy and a female doll, like a life-size doll, uh, standing in front of a glass panel door. The boy's probably like seven or eight, like any- anywhere from like five to seven, five to eight, somewhere in there. I don't know. He's like a little, little kid. Just look up the he's painting. Got, he's got a big forehead. He's a five head. <laughs> That's mean. <laughs> you said he had a big forehead. I was just accentuating the point. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's fair. All right. Never yeah. mind. I started it and you finished it. Go ahead. Ha! <laughs> Uh, so it's a little kid the boy's in like this blue shirt and like these weird green shorts he's like cute little brown haired kid normal looking ass kid the the only he's like the only thing in the painting that's normal so as with all dolls this one's like hella creepy she's like an old antique looking 
articulated doll. So she has like breaks in all of her joints so you can move her arms uh. and her legs, right? Old creepy ass articulated doll. She's probably a good three feet tall and she's wearing a pale blue dress and holding what to me when I zoomed in looks like a spray can, but with like wires coming out of it, which doesn't really make sense to me because I don't know what the fuck that is. What the fuck is that? I don't know. I couldn't figure it out. I don't know what it is, but that's my like best description of what it could be. I'm on it. I'm on it. Okay. I believe in you. Now, the second spookiest thing is actually the glass door that I mentioned. There are like little hands coming out of the darkness that are just barely highlighted as they get (sighs) like closer to the little little boy and the doll. It's pretty fucking creepy. Like it's it's pretty fucking creepy. So now we're going to talk about Bill Stoneham. So Mr. Stoneham was born in Boston in 1947. He never knew his biological parents. When he was nine months old, he was adopted from an orphanage. And his new family took him to Chicago, where his father was in advertising and did a lot of traveling. And then they later on moved to California. So while they were in Chicago, they were staying at his grandmother's apartment to save money. And this place was so small. Like, any apartment in the 1970s was tiny, but, like... This was a lot of people in a very small apartment. Uh, Bill actually had to sleep on a mat in a closet that had, like, clothes and dresses and stuff in it. So, like, it was a used closet, and this little kid was sleeping in it. Bless him. Yes. Oh, he was sleeping in a closet? Yeah, on the floor of the closet. Damn. All right, also, no one knows what she is holding. Cool. Bill's still alive. We probably email him. Probably, but it just has a strange device with wires coming out of it. That's weird, because I don't know what it is. I don't know what the fuck that is either. Cool. So it's not just me. Awesome. Yep, go ahead. So when Bill was a kid, he would play outside with one of the girls from the neighborhood on a regular basis. And during one of these like play times, the par- like somebody's parent, I don't know if it was her parent or his parent, um, had the kids pose in front of a glass door for a photo. Bill was five and the little girl was a little bit younger than he was. This photo actually became the inspiration for The Hands Resist Him. Okay. Which is kind of creepy. I hate it. I've included that picture in my notes. Okay. Uh, he also credits his long-held connection to a man named Carl Jung, uh, to Carl's Jung theory of collective unconscious as a source of inspiration for the painting. So collective unconscious is a theory stating that humans were born with a collection of knowledge inherited from the past, um, collective experience of humanity, which leads them to hold a number of deep-seated beliefs and instincts, such as spirituality, sexual behavior, and life and death instincts. What? Yeah. So, so like, past lives? Uh, More of a, like, stressors from previous generations are um, im... im... Are like baked into our DNA. That's like that kind proven, of thing. But that's been proven to be true. Yes. So great. That's his his like he holds that belief like very well. Okay, um, that makes sense. So these instincts, but uh here's here's the difference in that. Like these instincts that Carl Jung was talking about are only accessed in times of crisis or dreams. So okay. in Stoneham's works Stoneham, in his own words, so not works, words, says, quote, The hands are the other lives. The glass door, that thin veil between waking and dreaming. The girl slash doll is the imagined companion or guide through this realm. I so, hate it. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm so glad I could bring this to you. Uh. <laughs> he was also inspired for the title by a poem written by his first wife, uh, Rohan Ponsetti. 
And I'm going to read that poem to you. It's called The Poem that inspired the painting's title. It's called The The Poem. The poem is titled The Poem. Yes, which I think is kind of funny. Okay. Ah, The poem reads, He is of seeing visions. His strokes reveal them in a rush of color of madness of mystics. And his head is the highest center. It must confront its enemy. The hands resist him like the secret of his birth. His presence is the sanctum heartbeat felt in darkness and in passion. It's sound the sole gift to that silence. Gross. What the fuck is going on in this household? Great question. But if you scroll down, I've included the poem and the original picture. But that little girl definitely looks like a fucking doll. So I get why he made her a doll in the painting. Yeah, that makes sense. But also like, I, I, I. Are they standing? What the fuck are they? Are they standing in front of the trees? And what are they? I can't tell. So I think they are standing underneath a carport with right. a glass door to the right side of the picture is what I think it is. Okay. I'm not positive. It looks like the shade of like trees, like the shade of yeah. leaves are in the picture. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Because also he does not look five. He's five. He, he does not look five. Yeah, he looked eight in that picture. Yeah, like all the sources I could find said he was five, so eh. he does not look like a five-year-old unless they just no. built five-year-olds different in the 70s. Eh. Hormones in the chicken. Ah, it stunted us. So after he finished the painting, it was displayed by Charles F- Feingarten, Gar- Feingarten, excuse me, okay. galleries okay. for two years. Um, after that, Stoneham made his debut in a one-man show in 1974. Henry Sild- Sildes... An art critic for the Los Angeles Times wrote, quote, uh, William Stoneham's paintings are at their best when they're at their weirdest. In those instances, the young artist comes to clums close to inventing the first truly neo-surrealist painting I've ever encountered to date that extends the surrealist fantasies of collectors devoted to traditional surrealism without objecting to a good many new and startling twists. What the fuck does any of that mean? So that means that he's using... He's using surrealism in a way that is, it still looks realistic without being realistic. So, like, the the little girl, the little doll, and him, like, look like actual real characters that you can see in life. And then okay. the creepy hands are uh, the surrealist part. Ah. Yeah. Okay, thanks for that breakdown. You're welcome. For my, for I my got brain. you. Okay. So, during that show, there was only one painting that sold. The hands resist him. I was oh, the only wow. painting. Okay. So that sale began the painting's terrifying story. Yes. Um, and fun fact, it was actually bought by actor John Marley, who is famous for his role as the movie producer in The Godfather. Uh, he is seen in The Godfather as the guy who woke up to find a severed horse head in his bed. Oh. That was that guy. That guy, bu- that guy bought it? Yes. Did, did I? <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is, I guess this is inherently, is it racist? I don't what? know, but you know, like uh, you know, like Irish and Italians don't like each other, right? Yeah, I mean, nobody um, liked the Irish when they got here. Then nobody liked right. the Italians, and then you know, right? And then here we are. Um, so like my dad's Irish. Yeah, my mom's my mom's Italian. Like my dad is blatantly Irish, and my mom is blatantly Italian. Yeah. <laughs> Ask me how that fucking marriage ended out. It didn't. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, it ended. 
Right. It did. Yeah. The marriage didn't work. Yeah. For obvious reasons. Anyways, so my dad doesn't like Italians. Why he married my mom, I don't fucking know. He like he was just he would like actually use Italian slurs against my mom, and my mom would chase him with like a fucking stiletto. Yeah, like it was bad. So, anyways, he makes fun of the Godfather. So he's like, so you know how the Godfather's like, hey, Camille, yeah. right? So my dad, dad would always go, hey, Camille. Stick your fingers in my ass. And I'm like, what the fuck are you saying? What are you doing? Oh my god. So my dad so anyways, you just you just gave me you just um reignited a core memory because my dad said that a lot. So anyways. Wild. So there's a little bit of my of my childhood. Alright, go ahead. Thanks. We both shared some childhood stories today. <laughs> I gotta capitalize on the trauma, alright? <laughs> oh man. So another fun fact, because I've just chalked full of this whole thing with fun facts. Uh, Stoneham put his art career on hold in 1984 to work for ILM, which is Industrial Light and Magic. And if you don't know who ILM is, that hurts my feelings, but you probably don't. That's okay. Um, I know. It's fine. Uh, I know. It's fine. It's fine. I'll get there in a second. <laughs> okay. And again, he put his career, his art, his painting career on hold in 1992 to work for LucasArts Entertainment. So. That's, that's. Yes. Star Wars. Yes. Uh, ILM has worked on pretty much every major production in the last 30, 40 years. Like, they, they're they the ones that, like, engineered and, like, pioneered in the uh, animation and VFX, like, world. Industrial Light and Magic. Yeah. Do they have a logo? Probably. Oh. I mean, they're, like, well, a whole-ass business in California. I just have never... That's okay. There's, so like they don't they don't have okay apparently they've also worked on Star Wars yep. I guess yep. um but they don't they don't have a logo that stands out you know well they don't need it because they're ILM everybody I, in the industry knows ILM man I don't know ILM well so. you're also not in like movie production so. no I'm not no I'm not into yeah. nerdy shit that hurts movies. my feelings that's rude I know I'm that's sorry. okay yeah I'll take it but back. I think it's really interesting that he worked for ILM I think that's pretty fucking cool. Um, because like they, they still work on films. Like they worked on the, um, they did some of the, the VFX shots for the newest Jurassic World movie. Like, so they're, they're still doing stuff. Like they, I think did the original Jurassic Parks, I want to say, but yeah, big, big company, very important in my heart. So thank you for letting me put that fun fact in there. No, thank you. You're welcome. For sharing into your life. What you have passion for in this world. The weird shit that I'm into. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So between 1978, here's where it gets kind of fucky. And between 1978 and 1984, three of the men closest to the painting died. Wait, wait. Yeah. So the guy who played the Godfather. Yeah. No. Like in the Godfather. Yeah. Yes. Right. No, I'm I'm saying that actor. Yes. Died. Yes. Okay. Who are the two other people? So Henry Seldix. The guy that wrote the review, the critic, the art critic for the the Los Angeles Times, he died in 1978. Oh. Charles uh, Feingarten, the gallery owner, died in 1981. And then John Marley was the last one to die, the owner of the painting, in 1984. Oh. Yeah. Ooh, spooky. Well, I mean, they, like, die, like, a year apart, though. Yeah, a couple years apart, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but just, just like, in in a short period. I'm not. I'm not too sold. I'm not too sold on the curse. You have to. I, mean, I didn't say it was a curse. I just thought it was weird. They all died pretty, pretty close together. Or like the the painting's haunted, right? Or something. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm not sold. I'm not sold on it yet. Okay, all right. Just hold on. Hold on. Wait. <laughs> slow, slow your break. Pump the brakes there. I can't. I can't. Okay. I'm impatient. That's fair. So when asked about it, because of course somebody asked Stoneham, like, what what the fuck is going on? You got a creepy painting and three people are dead. What the hell? He says, oh no, it's just a coincidence. And then he says, but the painting has always had a certain effect on people. What? And then he saying, quoted, uh, some of what I paint resonates in other people, opening their inner door or basement. <laughs> I almost spit out my drink on that. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> their inner basement. I don't know, but I don't like it. <laughs> I don't know why, but I just like. It makes me kind of uncomfy. You gotta shit your pants? Like, what does that mean? I don't know. It's like opening opening a door to your inner self, and maybe your inner self is locked in the basement. I don't know. Ugh. The fuck? Okay. Um, so, it's rumored, and it's said, that Marley sold the painting before he died. Okay. Nobody saw the painting for 26 years after his death. What the fuck? Nobody is like, yeah, I had it, or whatever. Like, it just didn't exist for 26 years. Okay. Everybody was super surprised when it showed up, and it had apparently been, like, this This is what we found out retroactively. Uh, it had been abandoned behind a California brewery that had been turned into an art space. In the year 2000, the painting resurfaced on a listing on eBay. There was a family selling it that wrote the description, quote, When we received this painting, we thought it was really good art. It's pretty cool, but it's I don't cool. think I would hold it in my family house. That's weird. At the time, we were wondering why a little, we were wondering a little why a seemingly perfectly fine painting would be discarded like that. Today, we don't, with four exclamation points. One oh. morning, our four and a half year old daughter claimed that the children in the picture were fighting and coming into the room at night. Oh my fucking God. So that's cool. That's fun. So at this point, she must have, like, talked about it a lot or complained about it a lot because her dad was like, no, sweetie, it's fine. We'll put a camera in your bedroom and I can show you that nothing bothered you at night. What? Turns out that that was uh, pretty bullshit. Uh, he figured out that was uh, bullshit because there was not. he was like, there's nothing in your room to scare you. No. Um, he saw the boy climb out of the painting. <gasps> what? Yeah. I got literal fucking cold chills. There ain't no fucking way. So that's when he sold, he decided, okay, it's time to get this the fuck out of our house. Also, they apparently took photos of the painting at different points during the night. And I think it's pretty fucking sketchy because I've looked at the pictures. Um, it's in one of my um, sections of my notes. It's not actually in my notes. Um, but in one of my... Oh, God. Let me see if I can find the, find the right one. Uh, the BBC did an article about it and had all of the pictures in that article which one ah i'm trying to figure out which one it is unless i didn't save it in which case i'll cry yeah it doesn't look like you don't have a bbc link no oh no how the fuck did i not save that one probably because fuck? it spooked me oh this is stupid uh you said bbc had an article yeah we interrupt your show while we try and figure out what the fuck i did is it this one? Which one? This is BBC. That's a tune on Discord. Ah, I found it. Oh, well. It might be that one, though. Gimme. It might gimme, be. Gimme, 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 gimme. I want to see. Yeah, it's that one that you clicked on. Mm. That you brought up. Okay. So go, scroll to the very, very bottom of that one. Okay. Click uh, see more pictures and read ad. And then okay. image two is a close up of the kid's face. Click that again for me. 
And then uh, it like uh, zooms in on the doll. Click the okay. And then the very last page is creepy as shit. So what Katie is seeing for what the or fuck? about to see um, is this cr- creepy ass little girl. It looks like in the right light, like she's holding a gun pointed at the little boy. So that's what they described it as is this little girl is like, or this little doll is forcing the boy out of the painting with a gun to try and get him out. And um, it, uh, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It's fucking weird. Yes. Under that really weird light that they put it under? Yes. So I don't know how to explain it. I don't know if that's just like some of the paints he used, like how it looked. I have no idea. Um, but it looks pretty fucking creepy to me. Yeah. This is all this is this is gross. Yeah. So you're welcome. No. Um so the family had put a warning at like this this was the good old days of eBay where you had to say, like, this is haunted. I just need you to know. So they did, which was nice, right? Uh, turns out that haunting paintings are like a hella hot market and the bidding oh, yeah. from that went like from the painting, it went from $199 to $1,050 is when it sold. Woo! So like baby. almost a full nine, like $800 jump, a little over $800. Bucks. Um, and when people looked at this painting, they apparently experienced all sorts of things. So some people reported becoming very ill when they looked at it, like just physically sick. Some people reported having, like, blackouts. Other people fainted. Some of them, like, their children saw over their shoulder, like, the picture on the computer screen, and they started crying and screaming. One observer Uh. was uh, gripped by an unseen entity after viewing the painting. So, I don't know. That's not great, though. Dude. Yeah. What the fuck did he do to this painting? I don't think he did anything. I think something happened in that 26 years the bitch disappeared. Mm. I think, but now oh, all that, of, is that your that's that's my professional opinion as a <coughs> podcaster. <laughs> okay, okay, fair enough. Oh. Now all of this being said, the new owner of the painting gave an interview with surfingtheapocalypse.com about life with their new painting. Okay. So he said, "I wish I could report a bizarre happening or mind possession type of thing, but the unusual things really started happening when the first email showed up." Prayers and quotes from scriptures from man of faith. Advice is how to cleanse my residents of this evil thing from a Native American shaman in Mississippi. Reports of people being repulsed, made physically ill, or suffering from blackout slash mind control experiences. What? Yeah. So nothing is happening with the painting. It's just people are emailing him weird shit. Okay. So... the, The new owners actually turned down plenty of offers for the painting... Including one that was a full six figures. Oh, done. Bye. Have yeah. it. Fucking take it. I don't know why the fuck you didn't sell it. I would sell something for six. If I spent $1,000 on something and somebody was like, hey, man, look at the number on this check. I'd be like, all right, give me. Let's go. Give me. Put your money it's where your mouth it. is. Yeah. Oh, but he loves his painting and he wants to keep it forever. I think the, the six figure was probably Zach Bagans. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I think that's who it was. So the the reason that everybody is reaching out to him about like what's wrong with the painting or like, hey, I want to buy it from you was because of the eBay listing. It actually okay. during that that time, I mean, it was 2000, like everybody was on the Internet. It became an Internet legend. This painting has its own Facebook page. It has its own Wikipedia page. It is really commonly called out on Reddit and like 4chan threads for the paranormal. That's kind of fun. 
Never heard of it until now. That's interesting. You're welcome. So if you're looking for some extra horror, like I was, uh, Darren Kyle O'Neill published a book called The Hands Resist Him, Be Careful What You Bid For, in May of 2016. And the book is just, like, a dramatized account of, like, buying the haunted painting and, like, the kid coming out of the painting and, like, super creepy shit. So I look forward to reading that now that I know it exists. (laughs) And also, if you love the look of that painting as much as me and you want one in your house... You're sick. You can buy prints off of Stoneham's website, which I have linked in my notes. No. Yeah, I'm going to get one. I'm so excited. (laughs) I don't know how much they are. I didn't even look. That's literally what I was clicking on to find out. Tell me. So one Reddit user did buy a print of the original painting, put it in her living room, and her friends were so uncomfortable with that (laughs) painting, they stopped coming over. Oh. Like they just, they stopped visiting her. They were like, nah, man, it's not happening. Wild. You could buy buy a print shop? Oh, oh, here we go. Here's the shop. Probably excessive. If I can fucking find it, where is it? It should be at the top. So here's another fun fact for you. Uh, This painting has sequels and a prequel. So after its original painting, (sighs) uh, Stoneham was contacted in 2004 to paint the next in the series. He agreed and painted the next painting called Resistance at the Threshold. This painting depicts the same characters just 40 years later. Yeah. After that, he was commissioned again for another sequel titled Threshold of Revelation. That was completed in 2012. And this shows the old man and the doll in a new location. It's like a like a big pool of water, like inside a crumbling house that he is like, he's cleaning something off in the water and the doll's just like chilling next to him. Oh, fun fact. In the Resistance at the Threshold, the second one in the series, the doll's face is like pulled off. And that's pretty gross. Uh, like they're in exactly the same positions. He's an old man, but she is like floating and has her face pulled off. So uh, that's cool. That's fun. Fun fact. I cannot find it on his page. That's okay. No worries. Where the fuck is it? I can look for it while you're doing your shoring. No big deal. Okay. So several years after that, in 2017, the prequel was commissioned titled The Hands Invent Him. This is a painting that shows the artist as a boy behind the original painting's door. So it's like from the perspective of looking out through the glass door and like the doll and the boy are silhouetted there. I see him. It's cool. Uh, This painting is the one that is currently displayed at Zach Bagan's Haunted Museum in Las Vegas. Of course it is. So this is the one that Zach owns. Then in 2021, the third and final sequel called What Remains, which I also want, uh, was completed. And it shows the original painting setting as a deteriorated and scattered with debris of earlier lives and stories. All of these paintings can be viewed on Stoneham Studio and Fine Art America. Or if you're in my notes, each one of them is titled and in my notes. Now, I do have to say, uh, What Remains is really spooky to me. Um, I love it, but it's really spooky because, like, in the top right-hand corner, there's, like, the doll's legs from the knees down are, like, dangling down. Then the doorway that we see in the original painting is open. Like, the door is open. There's a human skull. There's the kid's shoes. And then there's, like, this weird texture over everything that almost, it looks like, how to describe, it looks like hot glue, like gummy. It looks like like old skin made into like Ooh, leather. Yeah, there you go. That's yeah. it. 
I also think there's like a rib cage in one corner, if I'm looking at that right. And then I that weird fucking thing that she was carrying is laying on the lower left hand side. It but it looks, looks like new. A, it looks like a coffee grinder. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's for people. But yeah, that Maybe is Maybe it's for a coffee grinder for people. Yeah, for the for the little bits. Mm. Um so yeah, that is the story of the hands uh, of hands resist him. And it's pretty fucking cool and pretty fucking spooky. And it's one I, of my favorites. I think, I think, excuse the screen great of my mic. Um, we need to reevaluate uh, your d- definition of cool. What's wrong with you? That's mean. <laughs> I just want all of them. I think uh, your husband needs to come out with his own series like this. And he needs to have one of the paintings haunted. And then we can have content. I think that would be lovely. Oh, my God. If you guys oh. send it to me, I'm setting it on fire. What? Oh, they're not, not that expensive at all. A print is just $32. Oh, that's not bad. No, that's not bad at all. Excuse me while I go spend a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> my God. I love this. I'm so happy for you. I'm not coming over. That's rude. I mean, I am also eight hours away, so. That's fair. He does a lot of other uh, surrealist paintings that are pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I'm pleased. Great. I'm so glad you introduced that into my life. You're so welcome. I'm glad you oh liked it. God. Oh, my God. Anyways. Um, thank you, I yeah. guess. You're welcome. Merry um, Christmas. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So before we go on to my portion of... Are you buying it? No. Not in this moment. Just <laughs> looking at it. Okay, so before we go on to my portion, this is part of the episode where we give shout-outs to our newest Patreon members. However, we do not have any newest Patreon members today, and that is A-OK. So if you want to get a shout-out right here, right now, on this segment of the podcast, be, sh- be sure to head on over to patreon.com slash haunther, I barely know her, and sign up for one of the two tiers. One of the two tiers, you get a shout-out. It doesn't matter which tier. Just sign up for a tier, and you get a shout-out. Yeah, we'll yell your name <laughs> from the rooftops. Oh, my God. Um, And if you want to give us any other support other than Patreon, please be sure on iTunes apple podcast be sure to drop a rate review on spotify drop a rate review and anywhere else you listening to us please be sure to do the thing because if you like what we do rate and review exactly i think it was a bad idea to start drinking and everyone else on the on every one of our listeners was like i told you so yeah thank you for screaming at us that's sweet you're you're not my mom wow anyways that was aggressive sorry that sorry that was a little aggressive i apologize let me reel that in a little bit I'm starting to not feel good, so that's fair. Uh, yeah, so let's uh, <laughs> let's uh, wrap this up. I always feel bad because you always put pictures in your notes, and I just fucking don't. Um, so let me that's copy okay. This. It's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. Like social media, I just can't fucking do it. So let me put this here for you. If you want to go into my notes, I already see you there. This Hi. is the unlucky. So I, Kitty Groves. Yeah. We'll be covering the lucky mummy. The unlucky mummy. Good God. <laughs> okay. So this is one of those things where it's like the history is the haunting. The haunting is the history kind of thing. Um, it's all one kit and caboodle kind of deal. Um, kit and caboodle. Yeah. So also I got a really good article from davidcastleton.net. And he does a um, fantastic job of covering the unlucky mummy where he does like a deep, deep depth dive on this this um casket artifact thing yeah and um mummy casket thank you it's just the lid it's just the lid of a casket which is unfortunate um how unlucky so, 
Shut <laughs> up. I'm Shut the best. Up. I don't know what's wrong no, with you. you. I don't know why you're so mad. You're so stupid. Okay, so um, it's one of those things if you're like, I heard it differently. Yes, you're correct. And if anyone else is like, I heard it differently. Yes, you're correct. You're all correct in, in, the, in my eyes. It's one of those things where it's like, a lot of this might be fake, but we're just we're just gonna roll with it kind of thing okay or a lot of it we don't know what's fake we don't know what's real it was like the owner of it was just it's one of those things it might have actually happened okay um, fair enough or or it might not i don't know i i'm not gonna i don't have that much time i have time but not that much time to put in um to see if any of this is like i'm not looking up death records i don't know how to fuck to do that oh the internet especially in Right. Well, no, like, especially in Egypt in, like, 1890. Like, I'm not going to fucking look up who fucking died <laughs> on the sea. Quit your fucking coughing. I'm sorry. I'm dying still. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. We'll, we'll get this finished up and we'll go lay the fuck down. Yes. So, as I said, the unlucky mummy is not actually the mummy itself, but the wooden casket lid. It's just the lid. Understand, Patrick Star? Eyes, eyes, the lid. Where is the lid? <laughs> I broke it. So it um if if none of you have access to Google um or if you don't have access to the notes and you whatever. Um I'll just kind of describe it. It's it's the uh it depicts the face of a woman. Yeah. Adorned <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Adorned sorry, I have a wicked headache, so I'm a little off right now. Adorned with winged winged gold with winged gold wings. Why did I write it like that? With gold wings and hieroglyphs. It says gold wings, but it looks like her hands. I don't know where the wings are. Are you seeing this? Yeah, that does look like her hands. Right. I don't. I don't know what that's about. Huh. So, anyways, um, interestingly enough, the colors on the casket, even though this was probably like BC era, right? Um, all of the colors on the casket are still pretty bright and vibrant, like they've just held intact for all these years. That's cool. S- yes. So currently, you the casket is still. To this day, you could go see it. It's at the British Museum in London, and it has a wonderful ID number of 22542 in room 62. Nice. That's a lot of twos. That's a lot of twos. So on display, you can go and see it. It's behind a glass case. Obviously, you can't touch it. Oh, man. (laughs) That's what I wanted to do. Do you know, in a protest, this just triggered a memory, you know, in in protest to climate change somebody went to whatever museum has um the mona lisa is it in the louvre yes okay somebody it's behind bulletproof glass so no obvious right somebody whipped a fucking cake at it that's not a protest that's an idiot (laughs) apparently not the same right like if you want to protest climate change i get it but like let's not whip a cake at mona lisa that's not gonna yeah no that's destroying precious artifacts for the future like that's not cool my man right which Ugh. thankfully is behind glass because i didn't know that i thought it was just on full display like in, like that doesn't make sense so um also out of protest for climate days you know a guy set himself on fire on the supreme court um stairs and it was not reported sir yep he literally lit himself on fire on the su- supreme court steps at, on a protest of climate change because he was a buddhist um they put him out, and he did not survive. Yeah. Yeah. You don't go into that thinking you're going to live. No. Oh, no. He was like, I'm going out. Like, y'all are, y'all are like, yeah. So, anyway, school that. That, That's... that just that just happened, I think, in like 21 or 22, or 21 or 20. That happened, and there was no coverage on it. That's so sad. Mm. He did it on World Day, 
like Earth Day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Damn, that's that's fucking commitment. Setting yourself on fire. Woo. Okay. So, anyways, back on back on track. People have strange feelings when they look at the casket. Uh, people stare endlessly at the casket and they never want to look away. Oh no. <laughs> um, a feeling of foreboding or, and fascination. Like they're like they're both like just enthralled with it but they're also like getting depressed at the same time looking at it yeah so it's like it's like a weird mixed feeling um they'll also just get like weird they'll get cold chills but they'll like and also like get like anxiety and heart racing bullshit going on oh oh no yeah some people say that it's thought that the casket um stays with them like like when you leave and you're not thinking about it it just like it's an intrusive thought that just yeah. keeps entering into your head and even into your dreams like several days after you leave and you move on from this. That I don't like. Stay yeah. out of my dreams, my guy. Right. So where the fuck did this thing come from? Tell me. I'm so glad you I'm so glad you asked. Let me tell you, Zoe. So of course, it all starts with a rich white guy named oh, Thomas no. Douglas. <laughs> I'm afraid of those. <laughs> ah, yeah. Uh Thomas Douglas Murray. He was born eighteen forty one. And then died in 1912. So like this, this during like yeah colonization and Englishmen were like, oh, I'm just gonna take a good old skippy trip down to Cairo, Egypt, because that's just fucking a skippy trip. A skippy, a little skippy trip. Isn't it weird how like Americans are like um, have never left America, but Europe's like, yeah, Europeans are like, yeah, I've been all over Europe. Because it's mean, like yeah, it's smaller, right? Though. Right, like because like they're. Their their countries are like our states. Yes, yes. But it's interesting because like they're so, um, even though they're so close by, their cultures are so locked. So even yes. though like if we, it's like if like somebody from Connecticut and Tennessee and like Georgia was next door. Like that's the like that's the amount of cultural change that there is whenever you travel country to country in Europe. Yes, you know what I mean. Absolutely, I know what you mean. Okay, it's weird. Great, it's weird. And so they're just like we're gonna okay. Anyways, so he was an he was an astu- he was a um <clears throat> um a distinguished gentleman. There we go. Oh no, he he was an Oxford graduate, author, horse breeder, and of course an amateur archaeologist obsessed with what ancient Egypt. And and they just can't leave shit alone. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, yep. So he visited Cairo. Um. One 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 willy nilly day, and he's exploring and seeing all the Egyptian shit, right? Yeah. Um, and and sometime between, depending on who you ask, somewhere between the eighteen sixties and eighteen eighties, Murray, there's an A there, Murray. There you go. Murray traveled down to Cairo with two homies. He went with two dudes. Two homies, gotcha. Two two broskies, right? There he met an Arab fellow that presented them this freshly as um, excavated mummy okay it was just the lid i don't know where the fuck she went like i don't know where her body was but they were just like here's the lid um i am not gonna attempt to pronounce because i'm gonna butcher that and it's all right so they all fell in love with the casket they're like it's so beautiful like the hieroglyphics and like everything that was on the casket it's bright and beautiful and it depicted when they they read it because they could apparently they could read hieroglyphs um it it denoted that the woman that this casket this wooden mummy casket was for was a high priestess of amun ra Ooh, 
They fucked up. Um, not only was this woman a priestess of Amun-Ra, she was so high up the chain, such the highest priestess, her name herself was Amun-Ra. Oh, wow. Yep. That gave me the so, cold chills. Right? And that, like, ooh. That's so, weird. So, of course, the three fucking stooges over here played rock, paper, scissors for the casket to buy, and um, Murray won. Ha! But they, <laughs> they all they all win in the end, let me fucking tell you. Foreshadow, foreshadow, foreshadow. So, um, he just, I guess, snaps his fucking fingers and says, pack it up and send it back to my house in England, and off it went. Oh, the power of a rich white man. Right. Like, like you're in another country, and you're just like, here, here's, I'm going to throw down X amount of money for someone else to take this package and bring it back. What the fuck? Anyways. I'm sure that was a thing. I'm sure that was a thing. Anyways. <sighs> um, where did I stop? Okay, so to celebrate, the boys head out to the Nile and they start doing some duck hunting. Oh, I also duck hunt on the Nile. The fuck? Right. So they're duck hunting on the Nile when Murray's gun explodes and <laughs> fucks, fucks his arm up. Yeah, I'm sure it did, my guy. Right. Oh. Yeah, fuck fucked it up so they start heading back to cairo to get medical attention obviously uh but for some odd reason the winds were slow like they headwinds were just not they like were like no nah you are not like something that was supposed to be just like a couple days turned into 10 days to get back to cairo Jeez. so yep so because Super antibiotics and treatments of 2022 were not available in the 1880s. Uh, he had to get his arm lopped off. Yeah. So he gets his arm lopped off. And they hung out in Egypt until he healed enough to, like, be we well enough to travel back to um, England. Yep. So before they take off to England, they heard a rumor, not a Roman, a rumor. <laughs> I, they I heard was, a Roman man. man. The article that I was reading for this was so good. I was like typing so fast and like, gimme, gimme, gimme. So they heard a rumor that the man who discovered the casket either died or just fucked off into the desert and no one saw him again. The other two Egyptians who handled the casket also died within a year and a servant who cracked a joke about the case also died. See, that's scary. That's scary. I don't like We're not that. done. We're not done. Motherfuckers be dropping in this story, by the way. Like, everyone is fucking dying. Yeah. <laughs> On Murray's trip home, both of his friends died. Like his duck hunting pals? I Yeah, his duck, his his homies, his duck hunting friendos. They, apparently they fucking died and were buried at sea. How do you get buried at sea? You get tossed off the side of the ship and they pray and then uh, you get eaten by fish. But like, you can't bury some you can't bury somebody in the ocean though that's my that's my whole I mean, gitch like, with this you're submerged under water instead of dirt right submerged as the i guess like the, it's just like colloquially to say buried means to just put a body away yeah i don't know i okay. don't like it though i don't it's like kind of gross because uh yep. whenever you swim in the ocean how many dead people are in there a lot the fuck yeah yeah what yeah what yeah, if you think about it, like, any shipwreck, any, like, oh, they were buried at sea, or, like, people, uh, a lot of, um, if I remember correctly, a lot of, like, native tribes would bury people at sea, or, like, you know, the Viking funerals, like, all sorts of stuff like that. There's a lot of dead people in the ocean. 
you you know their bodies have like been degraded yeah right so it's there's not like bodies floating around in the ocean no that's not what i'm thinking it's just there's a lot of dead people in the ocean have been a lot of dead people in the ocean it's maybe a better way to say it okay that's a better way to put it because i'm like you know like their bodies are not intact like their bones have disintegrated the flesh has been eaten i mean maybe not the bones maybe the bones i don't know the the bones would get warped and worn down and 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 dissolved with the current like shells do man the seafloor must be a weird place (gasps) is that what sand is seashells not human bones can you stop no you're killing me (laughs) wait 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 now i understand what you're saying now you see what i'm saying the sand maybe it's bits of human bones i don't like the ocean i don't know if you can tell (laughs) (laughs) just a little bit special all the time okay so they murray gets home and of course he walks into his house and what is sitting in the foyer of his house the coffin lid yes so he was like nah this got some evil vibes to it right so apparently he was also cool with a russian occultist what i don't know where this fucking came into play but apparently there was a russian cultist by the name of madame don't please don't yeah thank you blavatsky she visited him and when Murray asked if she could exercise it, she was like, no, you got to get the fuck rid of it, man. Like, there's like, like, you just got to, you got to get rid of it. So a journalist hears that he got this beautiful casket. She shows up and he, she's like, can I borrow it while I'm writing a piece on it? And he was like, sure, take it. Like, no problem. Just borrow it. Take it. Take your time with it. Right. She takes it, put it in her home. Her mother falls down the stairs and dies. The journalist's fiance ended the engagement. The prize dog apparently gets like fucking full on dementia and loses its shit. And she herself becomes ill. She comes back and says, take your fucking casket lid back. I'm good. And he's like, fuck. (laughs) So he's trying to get rid of this thing. He's trying to find anybody and everybody who could take this this cursed thing. And so Murray is like, I'm going to pawn it off on my friend named Mr. Wheeler. Wild. So Mr. So Mr. Wheeler takes it. He meet, he gets a lot of misfortunes and he dies. Oh, cool. I, what I said, people fucking die. People fucking die. So Jesus. So one of the sisters gets the casket. So she takes it and she goes, I'm going to take pictures of it and like, like whatever and sell, and sell uh, pictures of it. So the, so the sister took it to the studio and to be, to be photographed. Cause like it's the 1880s. Right. So. We have photographers, but, like, you have to go somewhere. And when the photograph was developed... Yeah. There was a real Egyptian woman looking back at the camera. That gave me the chills. The woman quoted, When the plate was developed, although the negative had not been touched in any way, it was seen that there looked out the face of a living Egyptian woman whose eyes stared furiously with an expression of singular malevolence. Awesome. Awesome. That's what happens when you touch shit. You're not supposed to touch. So the photographer died. Oh. <laughs> well. can, we get, can we get a count of how many f- fucking people have died in this story, please? A lot. Somebody let me know. Someone message me and keep and keep track for me. Um, photographer died. The son, who is apparently, I guess, assisting in, in the shop, he fell and, like, got, like, cut pretty badly. Um... A man who purchased the photo of the casket lid had every glass in his house shattered. Damn. (sighs) 
Another man attempted to photograph it and badly smashed his thumb and his assistant fell and cut his face. What the fuck? There was another man who was trying to read the hieroglyphics on the casket and he went home and unalived himself. That doesn't match up. None of this adds up. So the sister comes back to Murray and was like, what the fuck, man? Take this back. Like, you should, like, she's probably like, you honestly should just bring it back to Egypt. Like, yeah, you should just take it home and put it where you found it. Right, put it back. Put that thing back where I came from. So help me. So, so Murray asks. <laughs> so instead, Murray asks for the casket to be donated to the British Museum. So That's he fair. has a yeah. I mean, like, let them fucking deal with it. So he has an Egyptianologist friend. Nice Egyptologist friend. Yeah. That he is like you organize this and you take it to the into the museum. So the Egyptianologist is like, oh, of course, of course, I will take it to the museum. But I've, but but it's going to have a stop at my house first. That's a weird place to take it. Right? So he brings it to his house and he dies. Awesome. Wow. <laughs> wow, I didn't see that twist coming. <laughs> Apparently, his servant said that once the casket came into the house, that man never slept. Oh, Awesome. Yeah, no, that, that'll kill you. They feel like the longest person, wasn't it like 13 days? What's the record for the longest person staying awake? I don't remember. We talked about it in the... In the sleep experiment. Sleep experiment episode. They took, they took it out of the Guinness Book of World Records because you can fucking die from it. Yes. Longest time without sleep was Randy Gardner. 11 days and 25 minutes. Did he fucking die? No. Set the world record for a science fair. Yeah. I bet he was, you he, he had was a kid. Like he was ah, like 16, okay. 17, 17 something in there. Seven, 17 year old, yeah. I bet uh, he has health issues from that. I have no idea. I'm sure. Yep. So anyways, there you go. I bet you he slept for fucking ever. I think that's I what think- it was. That he, he slept for several days just straight afterwards. Mm. I think. I I stayed awake for 36 hours, and I slept for 16 hours straight. Nice. That was awesome. <laughs> so much sleep. I did wake up to eat, and then I'm, like, I think I did wake up for my mom to bring me food, and she's like, you at least have to eat. And I was like, okay, fair. So I ate, and then went like straight back to sleep. Ooh. I will, I've done that twice in my life, and I will never do that again. Oh, my fucking God. Unless I have to. <laughs> Not voluntarily. Um. See, so the carrier who brought the casket to the British Museum, so the Egyptianologist died. So finally, when it made its way to the museum, um, that carrier died in, in a week, and another one who helped unload it broke his leg. What the fuck? Yep. So to this day, the casket remains in the British Museum. Yeah, I wouldn't move that shit ever again. No, absolutely not. It would stay but in room not- 62. <laughs> it could stay behind a glass fucking wall, but we're not done. We are not done. What do you we mean? No, ma'am. We are not done that. We are only like a page and a half into this bitch. What the actual fuck? <laughs> okay, go so, ahead. So, cur- cur- curators? Yeah. That, am I, is that the yeah. right word? Museum curators. Okay. Yes. Okay. Curators and janitors started to report poltergeist activity when the casket showed up. Nope. <laughs> nah. Tapping, hammering, moans and sobs all like within i'm air quoting within the casket like coming from the lid right like so like so like so like obviously they're coming from like with with like from inside the lid but like obviously there's no bottom i get that but like if you were staring at it it would be the opposite side you would hear the tapping fuck no (laughs) 
A journalist came and took a picture of the casket, and again, there was an angry Egyptian woman glaring back at him. The journalist showed the keeper of the Egyptian portion of the museum, like, hey, this is what I took a picture of, and then he promptly went home, locked himself in a room, and Control-Alt-Deleted himself. What the fuck? (laughs) This is fucking wild. Another employee claimed that one evening, a figure, apparently it was, like, laying down at some point, I don't, or, like, or, like, like came out of the casket i don't quite understand this but um so um figure suddenly sat up out of the casket and it was human-like but it was a creature and it was hideous it had like a yellow face and it in one swift motion just started gliding towards him the employee thought he was gonna be shoved down a trap door that was nearby which i don't know why the fuck there's a trap door in the museum so he apparently lunged forward Uh uh-huh and the figure disappeared Oh, cool. Gross. So the keeper this is said, terrifying. Yeah, this is pretty rough. So the, <laughs> so the keeper of the Egyptian things was like, eh, it's probably time to move it to the basement. So the manager that oversaw the moving of the casket died at his desk and someone else having to move <laughs> to move the casket sprained his ankles. I mean, the sprained ankle guy got away pretty easy. Right. So, um so story so that was apparently the story they moved to the basement. Um, it's more likely that the uh, the Amon Ra casket was moved behind a uh, behind a glass case, mm. and that's where it's at to this day. Is behind a glass case. That's crazy. I right. don't like that. We're not done. What the fuck? It's behind <laughs> a case. It can't hurt anybody now, right? Obviously not. Jesus. Yeah. No. This. Okay. So that. So all of that. I'm not quite sure the validity validity of that, but okay. the next portion of it is completely bullshit. Oh, it's completely cool. made up. Like it's not real. There's no fucking way. But this casket was so unlucky. Like it was just like apparently just a hot topic, controversial fucking thing. Whoop! I dropped my crochet needle. Um, apparently the okay casket was such a hot topic. In the time period that it was, you know, in the 90, 1900s in London, right? Yeah. That uh, some people wanted to make up stories about it and actually blamed the sinking of the Titanic on the casket. What? You ready for this? You yeah, ready for this? Give me. The sequence of events are just so bullshit that I was like, I've got to put, I've, I've got to put this in here. At some point, the British Museum was sick of the casket and sold it to an American collector. Okay. So the American collector book a t- booked a ticket on the Titanic because it sailed from England to New York. I forget which Southernton or whatever the fuck the name of the, yeah. the town was that it left from. But it le- sailed. F- I always forget. I always thought that it left New York and went to England, but it was reverse. It went from England to New York. Yeah. My whole childhood's a lie. Huh. So, <laughs> so he was going to use the Titanic to get the mummy back to... America. So obviously the Titanic did not make it. Um right. Story goes that this guy bribed his way onto a lifeboat with the mummy casket, which of course the mummy casket's only five foot and it's wooden, so it's pretty light. Yes. And small. And it's not it's not too big. I mean you could probably like stand it up and like keep it out of the way, right? So the so it gets back to apparently he got picked up by a boat or whatever that boat that showed up that rescued all the people. Um American owners had had enough the American owner, so the guy who bought it, had enough of the shit and sent it back to the British Museum via the Empress of Ireland, which was leaving Quebec City. 
Okay. This is why this is bullshit. This, this is completely made up. The Empress of the Ireland collided with a Norwegian coal ship, and the Almond Ra was still somehow saved by the Lusitania. Right. This is such bullshit, but this is like a common story, common trope with the casket. Huh. Um, and then, obviously, we all know that Lusitania was hit by a German torpedo, and that's yes. where the Almond Ra sunk with the ship. Yeah. Not, not shit. Ship. Sunk with there the shit. <laughs> so wow. that was some like ridiculous story that some guy made up about the casket. It was like, oh yeah. yes, now the casket sits at the bottom. Some people believe that the Amon Ra casket is actually at the bottom of the ocean with the Titanic. It's huh. not. It is. It is in the British Museum. Interesting. All right, I got one more thing. Okay. And this involves one of your favorite authors. <gasps> Does it? Yes. I think. So. I think so. So a writer by the name of Bertram. Fletcher Robinson, not your favorite author, no. but we're getting there. He was a editor, reporter, extinguished fellow. Or no, oh. distinguished fellow. There we go. <laughs> extinguished. The extinguished fuck? fellow. He did not have a life. He it was extinguished. He, he, yes. Um so he spent his um time trying to debunk that okay. the mummy was not haunted or hexed or cursed or what have you, right? Reasonable. How it, However, he spent so much time on it that he was thoroughly convinced that this thing was haunted. Oh, no. So His he was like, backfired. Right. It backfired in his fucking face. So he wrote an article called A Priestess of Death oh. in, the, in the Daily Express, which is, I guess, like the, like the Washington Times of New York I don't, or of mm. London. I don't know. Saying, it's certain that the Egyptians had powers which we, in the 20th century, may laugh at, yet can never understand. Oh. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Yeah. There you go. Um, warned Robinson to not get himself involved with the mummy. And he, like, said some quote that I didn't get. Whatever. It doesn't matter. So, Robinson didn't heed his warning and he died. Of course he did. <laughs> at the age of 26 of typhoid fever. Oh, shit. That's pretty young. Yep. So, um, <sighs> he did. He died. This mummy's kind of a bitch. Yep. Fucking killing so, everybody. Jesus. I was, <laughs> I was reading some stuff that a lot of this story was made up by Murray. Oh, also, oh, I, I skipped that line. Murray died. Okay. He he lost all of his. He lost everything and died poor. Huh. Well, what a way to go. Yep. So he died. So if you read the Davidson Castleton, David Castleton article, davidcastleton.net and, and search the unlucky mummy, he goes into like why, like why some of this was fabricated and like where like some of the content might have come from and whatnot. But um, I don't, you yawned and then I yawned. Yeah. Damn you. Um, I don't know where most of the content comes from. Um, I just hmm. found it and here I am. So no, that was pretty cool. I definitely considered doing the unlucky mummy and then saw that you had. So I didn't look at yes. it. <laughs> this was it. crazy. Yep. This was very unlucky. Yep. Yeah, what? <laughs> Imagine so. The fucking... Weird. It's almost like right. somebody adequately named it. Huh. Appropriately, yes. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Interesting. Well, that was gross. My little... The little back of my head tingled a couple of times. I didn't like that. <laughs> gross. Yep. So, like, how would you rate that? Like, on the spookometer? Right, so if you had 10 ghosts, 10 being, like, the absolute fucking Goatman Bridge spookiest, right? Like, and one being, like, you're out, you're standing out in the day, son. 
and your smell is of fresh flowers and honeysuckle, where would you rate that? I would rate it probably like a four ghosts out of ten. <laughs> like, not a, not a, not like a full five ghosts, but like easily a four ghosts. Okay. Yeah. I got a, got a couple like goosebumps, so like that yeah. got you a couple more ghosts. Got some spooks, but not like okay. not like I'm gonna go home and cry. Okay. You know, I think yours was a was a was a five ghoster. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm cool with that. Okay. I'm really upset. I'm coming up with this ranking. Me too. I episode. was just <laughs> thinking about that. I was like, son of a bitch. What is this? <laughs> what is wrong with us? All right. So, anyways, this is a staple for the rest of the podcast. That hopefully, if we can remember at episodes. I believe in us. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> the COVID's coming. You're not going to remember yeah. much. Oh, no. I can feel the headache coming back in, which lets me know I am probably sick. <laughs> yeah. Yay. We. I love it here. That's so fun. Hey, but if I get it again, that means we're we're twinsies. We've had oh COVID twice. Oh my gosh! Plays. Unless I, I get don't... it again, and then you'll have to catch up. Right, it I have to go to Austin, fun. Texas next week. I don't know if I said that, so I need yeah. this to like not or happen. else right, or else I got to figure out what the fuck I'm gonna do with a four hundred dollar plane ticket. Hell yeah! I believe in you. Just just eat some soup, drink some soup, feel better. <laughs> It'll I'm be okay. To drink soup. I choked some vitamin C. That's probably smart too. So we'll see. Yeah. But my head is coming back. Okay. Hey, I got a I got a question for you before we wrap this ship up. No. Okay. No. Fine. That's rude. Whatever. No, because you're gonna do a joke. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I know. What is it? Shouldn't necromancers be more buff? Because they do so much deadlifting. <laughs> that one was great. I don't know why you're laughing. You're not laughing. That was so funny. It's I'm never gonna laugh at your puns. It's just how upset can you make me is how good the joke is. Okay, that's fair. Okay. That's reasonable. Okay. <laughs> My friend with the broken toe that I think I mentioned earlier uh just sent me yes. a picture of her little toe and it looks like a tiny sausage. Poor thing. Is purple. Poor little, poor little Vienna sausage. Yeah, it does. It looks like a little Vienna sausage. Poor thing. She's gonna be so jo- mad. I, I wish you recovery for your littlest of toes. And as yeah. somebody who has also snapped a toe, I don't know what the fuck happened to my toe. But anyways, as someone who's also had a toe injury, um, big thick shoes are going to yeah. be your best friend. Yeah, big, thick absolutely. Shoes. A boot. Ow. Not like a medical boot, but like a boot boot. You know what I mean? Like a yeah. solid hiking boot. That's a good call. Yeah. Ouchies. Yep. Okay, great. I need cool. to go to bed now. My head okay, hurts. great. Let's go to sleep. All right. Yep, I'm going to chug this alcoholic beverage I definitely should not have opened <laughs> and go to bed. So if you want to check us out, be sure to head on over to Patreon. No, uh, be sure to head over to our la, 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 head hurts. Our website at hauntheribarelyknowher.com. We have a contact page. You can drop um, a story suggestion. There's somebody dropped a story suggestion of a, of a kind, helpful ghost. And I have not forgotten. We're going to get to it. Um when I don't have COVID and I don't have 500 things going on. It's it's, um, it's in my brain. It's stored in one of my brain cells, I promise. Um, in one of my brain folds, actually. That's Ew. how the brains work. I don't like the way that that's sounds. How the bra- that's how the brain works. The more folds I you have, the smarter don't you care. are. Wrinkly that's brains, why. smart brain, I know, but brain folds. Ugh. It's weird. Ugh. Brains are weird. Anyways, they're like biocomputers. Ooh. <laughs> or you can check us out on social media at um, Instagram or Twitter at H-H-I-B-K-H podcast. I think the social media is on hold for now just because we need to like... Get our shit together. 
yeah, it's just, again, it's hard. I don't know. We're there. I'm there. You can message me. I'm still, like, I still get notifications when people message me. So I'm still there. So it is what it is. Um, yeah. Thanks for hanging out with us. Hell yeah. Thank you for your, thank you for your time and your patience in this fucked up days. In these, these times. In, in these trying times. Yes. <laughs> okay. Are we, are we ready to sign off? Yes. Yes. You it's, go to bed. It's getting, it, yeah. It's getting awkward now. So we just got to I mean, gotta go. I live in the awkward spaces. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Great. All right. So until next time. Haunt her. I barely know her. Or those weird hand thingies or that stupid mummy. Ugh. The hands. The hands give me goosebumps. The hands. <laughs>